Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business his way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. Hi, friends. Yay. I am so excited to introduce y'all to Michelle Myers. So I actually just met Michelle myself after Bob Heilig, right after we finished our interview for this podcast, which if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. It was really amazing. But right after the interview was over, I invited him to make a suggestion for who he thought might make a great guest for this podcast. And immediately Michelle's name came onto his heart. So he right away sent a little Instagram message and connected us. And I'm so grateful because in stalking Miss Michelle and her amazing ministry that she has created, I have just been so inspired and have already learned so much just in the short time of getting to know her. So Michelle, thank you for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. So just a little backstory, just to tell you a little bit about the big deal that Michelle is and what an honor it is to have her on this podcast. So she is an industry veteran within the network marketing field. She is coming up on her 13th anniversary with her company, and she has obviously had amazing success. She points every bit of that success back to the guidance from the Lord. And about halfway through that journey, around seven years into it, she teamed up with a few of her leaders to create this little small intimate platform called She Works His Way. Many of you might have already found it and stumbled upon it on Instagram and be a part of that community. But she founded that about seven years ago. And now in those seven years has impacted over 70,000 women which is um, probably not just women, but 70,000 souls, if you will. And that is just so incredibly inspiring because once again, she is pointing every bit of that back to him. And then lastly, the thing I'm really excited for all of you to learn more about, because if you're listening to this podcast, you likely are either inside network marketing or it's something that you might have considered and you want to learn more about the right way to do it. And she has a course called Network Marketing Nobility that I just dove into. And I cannot tell you guys the little bit of the trainings and the very free one that she starts with is probably one of the most impactful trainings that I have heard. And I have consumed a lot of network marketing trainings. So I can't wait for y'all to get to know her. Michelle, you are amazing. So thank you again for being here. Hopefully I'm going to be able to live up to that. So thank you. Yes. Well, there's so many good things you've done and I can't wait to dive into more of the back end story because I'm sure it wasn't always easy. I'm sure it wasn't always amazing, but the Lord has been with you in this. So maybe start at the beginning and tell us where you're from, maybe your life growing up, just so we can just get to know the Michelle even prior to all of this. Let me lower the bar. So I grew up in a small town outside of Memphis, Tennessee. My dad was a worship pastor. He just retired in the last two years. And so I grew up, literally grew up in the church, was constantly in my dad's office. So church was always a place where I was very comfortable and I loved the Lord from a young age and I accepted him into my heart. 
to be the savior and the Lord of my life when I was four. And this is where the gospel truly is simple. And at four, did I know everything? Was I a spiritual giant? No, but did I know that Jesus had saved me? And did I know that God was real? Yes. And I followed in baptism and continued walking with the Lord, felt a call to ministry, didn't really even know what that meant when I was in the seventh grade, kind of fought with that struggle of what that would mean for about a year. And finally, as an eighth grader, sat down with my student pastor, my discipleship leader, and my dad. And really, they just kind of confirmed that the Lord, he had something for me, even if I didn't know what it was. Like, if I just wanted to make that commitment, it's almost like the Abraham, God telling him, go to the land that I will show you. That was really how I felt of, I don't know what this looks like. I'm not sure what this means, but Lord, I know you're real. And I want to devote the rest of my life to doing your work. And so we moved when I was in the middle of high school. And that was probably the first time that I felt like my faith got shaken a little Mm. bit because I moved to an even smaller town outside of Knoxville on the other Mm. side of the state. And it was just very different. It's a hard time to move anyway. I moved from a very strong student ministry to a church where the student ministry was a little bit shaky. And I had always kind of had these really strong mentors around me. And I kind of had to wrestle with my faith myself. And I continued walking with the Lord, but hesitantly. And then I got into college and college was the first time that I felt like I got curious about what the world had to offer. And I rebelled probably in a way that most people wouldn't call rebellion, but I rebelled in the form of an eating disorder. Mm. And so I started highly valuing my physical appearance to the point of starving my body and over-exercise. And while I knew that I was doing something wrong, the world was also praising me for it. And I was getting modeling jobs and pageant crowns and male attention, and all kinds of things that I knew weren't right, but I liked, if I'm just being completely honest. And it just continued into this downward spiral, but the conviction of the Lord never left me. Wow. I always knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I kept doing it, but I knew that he was real. Right. And I knew that there was a lot more than what I was living for. Wow. But the Lord, in his goodness, he did not leave me there. And as soon as I took the smallest steps back in his direction, it's almost like the parable of the prodigal son, which really should be called the parable of the waiting father, because it is about God and how the father saw the son coming from a long way off and ran to meet him. That's how I felt. I felt like God saw me running from a long way off and he ran and he wrapped me into his arms and it was not an easy road by any stretch of the means. I had a lot of habits to reverse. I had done a lot of damage to my body, but I didn't do it alone. And it's kind of a sweet transition into how I came to network marketing because 
I really lived in an eating disorder and kind of like a downward spiral for about four years. And God got my attention right before I graduated, right before I graduated college. And I started a job in pharmaceutical sales that allowed me to go to sales school, which I loved. <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. And lived in a city that I loved, got a job that I loved. I loved wearing skirts and talking to doctors all day. Like I genuinely did. I loved it. But I also, there was a piece of me that knew that I was still running from God and what he had called me to do when I was a seventh grader. So I started working at my church for free in the student ministry. And so I would go and I would sell to doctors and then I would come to the church and serve pizza to students and talk to them about the Bible. And I did not know when is this going to run out basically. <laughs> and I just started praying to God. I was like, I don't know what to do. I've bought a condo. I have responsibilities. I know that I'm young, but I still feel like I took this step and like, I need you to be clear. And there was a corporate reshuffle in my company. And I was asked if I wanted to move or if I wanted to take a severance package. Wow. And this all happened, literally me falling on my face and saying, God, make it clear. And within a week, he put this in front of me. So I put my condo on the market. I took the severance package. I moved back in with my parents. And within six months, I was in seminary pursuing a master's in theology, not the plan that I would have picked. So in school, still not knowing, by the way, just knowing I need to learn more. If I want to dig into God's word, I need some guidance. I want to do it in a way that honors the Lord. And I feel like I've been through a lot and I just need somebody to come alongside me and guide me. And that was a lot of what seminary was. And I also, at the same time, even in the midst of my eating disorder, there were still some good seeds that were planted there of me genuinely falling in love with the fitness industry. Mm, yes. But I had done it so wrong. I never expected that God would give fitness back. So I started teaching at the gym. I started training again while I was in school. And between a volunteer job at my church again, in my new city in school, teaching, training, and school full-time, and still struggling to pay for school as I went, I felt like I was constantly trying to pick up lots of odd jobs from babysitting and house-sitting to even I was teaching an insane amount of classes at the gym. Wow. And every time that I would fill my teaching schedule so much, my brain would almost go back to the over-exercise compulsive place of my eating disorder. So I was trying to earn money, but I was mm -hmm. also like, this is not a good place for me to be. And so when I discovered Beachbody, Beachbody gave me a place to scratch my itch for health and fitness mm -hmm. and to put that passion and knowledge without having to physically exert the energy of my body to train or to teach a class. So when I say that I stumbled ignorantly into network marketing, I genuinely stumbled ignorantly into network marketing. I had no idea that it had a negative stigma. I remember sitting down for the first time with one of the leaders at corporate and they asked me if 
I had the plan of where I wanted my business to be in five years. And I was like, don't know. I don't really do plans. I don't really do numbers. I love fitness and I love people. And I'm just going <laughs> to see my where plan. this thing Yeah, and that's my plan. And I'm just going to see where this thing goes. And I know that like, I have learned business along the way. And I have learned the importance of systems and knowing those things and not necessarily having a plan that you're tethered to, but at least having a direction that you're aiming at and a direction and a focus that you're walking in. I've learned all of those things now, but let me take a second to just tell you that purity of motive. I know that it may seem like I was business ignorant, but the purity of motive of I do fitness and I do people, I never want that to change because the second that I step away from I do fitness and I do people, I take a step towards paycheck and I take a step towards me and I take a step away from purpose and I take a step away from others. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what this is, is network marketing is everybody's opportunity to serve and to get into people's lives as a relationship business. It's not product Mm -hmm. relationship. And if we start putting product first, or we start putting ourselves first, Mm -hmm. those are the things that start heading us in the direction of selfish ambition and in the direction of the habits that do give the industry of a whole an icky feel. Yes. That was a really long answer to a really weird question. And I'm not exactly sure how we ended up there, but. I loved it because you so concisely gave us a beautiful picture of your journey, literally from childhood through faith. I loved hearing your story in middle school with the Lord planting that seed for what was to come. Like you said, reading Deuteronomy right now. So that's very special to my heart to make that connection. And you know, just hearing that, I can't wait for my middle school daughter to listen to your story because I just, I wish, I wish that my story was like that. I didn't find the Lord until eight years ago. So it's just so inspiring to hear where you've been, not always in the best place, but always walking with the Lord and how he's guided you specifically into ministry. And then also how network marketing has played a role in that. So let's talk a little bit about that ickiness or sleaziness. I love or sleazy, not sleazy or easy. I love that you mm-hmm. say that in your training, but I think that that's one misconception that people have about the industry. But if you think about it, there's darkness in any industry, in any corporation, in any, I mean, shoot some churches, <laughs> there's darkness and then there's light, right? So you, it sounds like have always been seeking the light and it doesn't mean that darkness is not going to come, but maybe talk to us about that sleaziness or the darkness that is often present within network marketing and how someone can kind of combat that and actively seek the light that is there. So I think oftentimes it comes down to the, for lack of a better word, the bait that you use (laughs) in terms of what your hook is, whether that means recruiting teammates or recruiting customers. If you are constantly doing what's quick and easy, then you can't be upset when you get cheap results. So there's a big difference between quick and easy and simple and sustainable. I'm all about simple and sustainable, but there is a large difference between that and quick and easy. Because if you remember this, when it comes to what you are putting out there to draw people in, whatever you hook them with is what you have to keep them with. And so if you're trying to hook them with, a paycheck that it took you many years to earn, 
and then you're wondering why they're one week into their business and they're wondering why they don't make your paycheck, you only have yourself to blame mm. because that's what you hooked them with. And so what you hook them with is what you have to keep them with. And mm. so hook them with purpose, hook mm. them with what's in there in the beginning, hook them with what will keep them when it's hard, because it will not be easy, even mm. if it's fun and exciting and new and all of this forever. The second that there's a roadblock, the second that there's a trial, the second that something happens that's less than favorable, mm. if it is not worth fighting for, if it is not worth stepping forward, they'll quit. Then you end up with this business that's a revolving door and people are coming in because you're hooking them with something that's attractive, but you've overpromised and then subsequently under deliver. And so they leave and then they have a bad taste in their mouth. And before you know it, you've got a reputation that what you do doesn't work, isn't worth it, isn't sustainable. And anything that you try to say credibility wise can't be withstained because unfortunately the reputation of what other people perceive of you because of what you tell them has in turn, it's not only become like that business doesn't work, but then it's become a reflection of your character and, and what people perceive of you. And so I think it is very important that we under promise and we over deliver because listen, I made the same mistakes that everybody mm -hmm. makes in the beginning and in turn had to backpedal because I had recruited people that expected things that they wouldn't get quickly or easily. Mm -hmm. And I had to, in a sense, learn, okay, when they actually start doing this work, it is work and it does require consistency. It will require effort. It will require time. It will require brain power. There will be trials. There will be difficulties. You will be misunderstood. And so understanding that all of those were realities, instead of waiting for them to encounter those after they signed up, I led with it in recruiting. Wow. Brilliant. I affirm every fear that they're going to feel. Mm. Basically, when they tell me, I'm like, what is your hesitation? What is something that you're afraid of? Well, I'm afraid that my friends are going to make fun of me. I'm like, they are. <laughs> so good. Because then what happens is the people that you almost affirm the fear of that probably will happen. Someone will misunderstand you. Someone will make fun of you. Someone will misinterpret what you say. All of those things are going to happen. But setting that expectation, then it doesn't catch them off guard as much when it happens. Mm -hmm. And they're not like, why didn't you tell me this was going to happen? You told me that my friends would be excited for me. And <laughs> right, right. So in doing that, the people that are going to quit, they quit before they sign up. If you are honest with them in the beginning. And so my recruiting numbers may not be near as impressive as some others, but my retention's pretty high. And I think it all comes with just being as honest as you possibly can, rather than giving as little information as you possibly can or only painting the positive or mm -hmm. like, this is a job. And if you want people to take it seriously and if you want them to show up and act like a professional, 
then you have to be a professional too. And part of that is being very clear in the expectations up front. Oh my goodness. I think setting those expectations at the beginning is really brilliant because it isn't easy. And just in life, it's straight and word. We're not promised that everything in our life is going to be good, but we are promised that the Lord will work it together for our good. And the same goes in network marketing. And there are going to be a lot of hard things and a lot of things that we have to overcome. And again, whether they're a trial or a test from the Lord, or if it's circumstances that are sin related, it won't be easy. That's for sure. So can you think of a time in your business specifically or a story or some kind of just specific thing where maybe either the Lord did kind of test you or test that faith or just that you knew that he was there with you? You know, it's funny. I think about this and as you were talking, even I thought of many things. So let me tell you what all the things that I quickly thought of have in common. I said this already at the beginning of how this is a relationship-based business. And because it is a relationship business, the toughest issues that you're going to encounter are probably not going to be business ones, but they're going to be relational ones. So you probably have heard it said before, business is just business. But business is never just business when you're a believer. Business is always about, as a believer, the glory of God and the good of other people. And so when a relational issue comes up in business, don't fight about the business. Fight for the relationship. Oh, that is so good. Because most of the time when I talk to people that are in network marketing that have hurts and hangups, that they're still hurting from, it's because somehow in their brain put the business before the relationship. And so people are going to sign up. People are going to quit. People are going to be honest. People are going to be dishonest. People are going to be fiercely loyal to you when you don't deserve it. And people are going to betray you when you don't deserve it too. And if you will understand that despite all of those other things that God promises to sustain. And so in promising to sustain you, that includes the extensions of you. But if you will put your focus on sustaining the relationship and sustaining your witness and sustaining those things that are threads that are so much deeper than business versus just fighting to keep a customer or fighting to keep a teammate or fighting for the business or the rank or whatever those things may be, like let lesser things be lesser things. And if you let lesser things be lesser things and you let God be God, he will blow your mind and how he can sustain when it doesn't appear like it can be sustained because he sustains what's his. And so you have to fight for your business, but like, don't fight for your business more than you fight for the relationship. And if you have to make a choice, because you will, at some mm-hmm. point you will have to make a choice between fighting for the business and fighting for the person fight for the person and for that relationship. And if you'll do that, even if it's not reciprocated, you'll sleep better at night. You'll have a peace in your heart and God will do the rest. Wow. That is brilliant advice. And I think again, like you said, if it's something that someone listening has not experienced yet, even if they are inside of network marketing or outside network marketing, they will no doubt. And so I think in terms of business and your belief, I love the advice that you gave. So thank you for that. So I would love, as we kind of wrap up, I would love to know what's next for you and what the Lord has put on your heart for the future. 
I saw that you have a conference, right, in the fall, which praise the Lord that we can finally start getting together again, right? Oh, goodness. But tell me more about the plans that you have with your ministry and She Works His Way at Reparking Ability. What's next for you? Honestly, every extension of where I've gone since network marketing, it has really been a response to needs. And so I think that we put a lot of undue and unnecessary pressure on ourselves to be the most creative one with the new idea. But honestly, if you will listen and then respond to needs, you will have every outlet for creativity that you need. I tell everybody all the time, you do not have to be the smartest person or the most creative person to have the most creative idea. You really just need ears and empathy. And if you have ears and if you have empathy and you care about the things that people are saying and you ask if that's a need, then how can we meet it? And again, if you'll notice that plurality of language, I fell in love with being part of a team on network marketing. I got to see firsthand how this is what I can do as an individual and this is what we can do as a team. And I took that into the ministry realm of She Works His Way And the team of women that are coming together, that are using their gifts, that are using their different backgrounds have attracted this. So now we can genuinely have this place that we call a discipleship community for working women who love Jesus. It's not just network marketers. It's not just entrepreneurs. It's not just people who work full-time. We have part-time, full-time, paid, volunteer, newbies, veterans, all over the place, industry-wise that all say, I show up in my work for the glory of God and for the good of other people. Let's have a community where we talk about those things, about biblically what it says, to be reminded of what is important, because in the work world, you will incredibly counter the world every single day. And the world is loud, and the world lies, and the world gives you secondary agendas. And so we don't necessarily always need to be teaching each other something new. We need to remind each other what God has already said. And so it is a community for, to be reminded, to be reminded that instead of doing it all, that we need to do what matters, to be reminded who is ultimately in control, to be reminded that the world's definition of success is not God's definition of success, and to have a place where we feel understood, and then we do that in lots of different ways. And so you can search for She Works His Way on version. And you can get plugged into our devotional plans and our Bible reading plans. And we love digging into God's word together and seeing you get into God's word and then basically feeling like you read God's word. And then you get to have a conversation with a woman that's in a similar season of life. And that's what that's there for. We have our membership community where we do not take the word community lightly. Mm -hmm. We know each other's names. We pray for each other. There is no hierarchy. I may be on the She Works His Way team, but I believe that hierarchies and creating all of these levels, we link arms and the Mm -hmm. only person that's above us is Jesus. So we don't use the word community because we think it's appealing. We use community because (laughs) it's actually what we're passionate about. And then we have an in-person extension of the Narrow Conference. And before the world shut down, we had just recruited our first class of local leaders to host these quarterly local meetups in 40 different cities across the United States and in a couple of different countries and enter pandemic. Um, But 
prayerfully as the world starts to open back up, that's still part of our plan to create these little pockets of face-to-face -face interactions where we're all just continuously living out the She Works His Way mission, which is essentially just the fancy way of like the gospel. It's the yeah. gospel of understanding that Jesus has saved me and I'm here as his representative and he has called me to go and to make disciples and to believe that your work is not simply a job. It's not merely a means to an end for provision. God is your provider anyway. He may use your job to provide for you, but your job doesn't provide for you. He does. But it's also, if you think about your workplace in any sense, it is your mission field. It is the place where he has sent you. And it's not God's will for you and where he wants you and where he wants to use you. It's not just where he'll take you someday. Most clearly, what does God want for me and how does God want to use me can be answered by simply answering the question, where does he have me? Because mm. where you are is where he wants to use you. Mm -hmm. And so once you change the why I'm here isn't a stepping stone, but why I'm here is to be his representative and you step into that, that gives every task and every day wow. purpose that a paycheck and your ego and all of those other things that cloud and get in the way never can. Oh, that's so good. Oh my goodness. Well, where can people go to find out more information about the Nero Conference, about She Works His Way, of course, and then Network Marketing Nobility? Absolutely. Okay, so She Works His Way first. The easiest way is to join the community. That's the heartbeat. That's the conversation. That's the dialogue. I much prefer dialogue to monologue. And so when you come into the community, we make it very simple. You go to sheworkshisway.com. You will see a join now button. Hit the join now button. Come into the community. And from there, it's much easier for us to be able to communicate with you about the business tracker and our other products and our events and all those other things that you can get plugged in and connected to without having to jump through the hoops of social media or your inbox. And so the community is a great first step and at full transparency. The best thing that you will get as a She Works His Way member has nothing to do with the content that we provide, but it has to do with the women that you get to meet. I will never be able to be better than the women that you get to rub shoulders with and who you get to connect with. And so never going to try. Just want to again, set the expectation. They're the best part. I every single day cannot believe that I get to be one of them. And for Network Marketing Nobility, we mentioned the free video. So as soon as you go to networkmarketingnobility.com, you can read it and just kind of see a little bit. And I share my philosophy and the difference between what's normal in network marketing and then what makes it noble and how you can go that way. And then as you're reading, you'll be interrupted by a pop-up that are, annoy everyone but work. And <laughs> if you'll enter in your email address when you get that pop-up, It'll send that first video, which I think is about maybe 15 to 17 minutes. Less, I, I think of, it's 13, actually. 13, it's really, really quick. Yep. I usually can't say my name in 13 minutes, but you'll get to see in no pressure to buy the course whatsoever. I've had a lot of people that have listened to that and it just was enough to give them a spark plug mm -hmm. of going into the next direction. And so Inside the course, I'll walk you through what I think are the three pillars of the retail side of network marketing, the recruiting side of network marketing, and the leadership side of network marketing. But you can watch that free video and get a really good overview of, am I headed in 
the normal direction of just doing what's natural and what the flesh usually leans towards, or am I fighting against that current? And am I doing the same tasks, but for a different reason and in a different way in the nobility side? Oh, I love it. And if you are listening and if you are in a network marketing company, I'm telling you, go run and watch that 13 minute video. It will create so much clarity. I love that you use the word clear. I think that's something that we all seek, right? And it will give you so much clarity for how to operate your business. And I'm excited to dive further into the course myself. So thanks for giving us that feedback on where to go. And I'll make sure to list it in the show notes as well. So the last two questions, and I'd love to ask this of everyone, just so anyone who wants to dive a little deeper into the things that inspire you, who is a God-centered mentor that you look up to outside of your company? It can be anybody, but somebody in business or you know, specific to network marketing, who comes to mind that is someone that is a great mentor to you? I saw three couples that came to mind. I saw Mark and Pat Cooper, who have been mentors for me. They're retired teachers now, but they just faithfully served and were missionaries in their schools. And my husband, James and I were over the college ministry at the time, and they served with us selflessly and still to this day are great mentors. Here, I have my pastor and his wife, who I look up to so incredibly much, so grateful for how they live out the gospel and lead our church and in a sense, lead our community as well. And then there's another couple that we've also gotten connected to here through our small group, James and Susan Andrews. So James Andrews actually spoke at our narrow conference, which listen, it is a tall order to invite a man to come speak at a women's conference, especially when he's like, I'm a medical doctor, but (laughs) he brought the room down and everybody has asked me if he is coming back this year. And so I'll just tell everybody right now I'm working on it. But I think that the body of Christ we're not supposed to all look alike, talk alike, have the same calling, have the same, you know, the more people that I surround myself with that are living for their gospel in a way that's completely different than mine. I think that's kind of the body in nature. And so I think if you ask me what I gravitate towards in a mentor, I love the apostle Paul's words where he says to make it your ambition to live a quiet life. Mm. And so I look for people that have made it their ambition to live a quiet life that is loud for the gospel. And every person that I just mentioned, so Mark and Pat Cooper, James and Susan Andrews, and Bruce and Lori Frank, they all do that. Oh, that's so good. I love that you mentioned couples because as a married believer, that I think is one of the strongest foundations for any business and specifically with network marketing is being surrounded by other believing couples that walk together and point back to him. So great examples. What about, is there a, faith-based business tool book or a resource. And it can be one of yours because I even, I know that I spied that little planner guide. I can't remember the name of it, but it could be that, mm-hmm. or it could be something else that has just helped you in your business. So the She Works His Way Business Tracker has been an extension of what I have needed to keep myself focused and on track. I think I already said this, but more than making plans or setting goals for myself, What I need is I need to be continuously aiming in the same direction Mm -hmm. and I need to be held accountable where it matters most. And so I filled these pages with 
the things that keep me anchored, the things that keep me aiming in the right direction, and the things that keep me accountable to what is most important. And so if you're a person that knows that you can get easily distracted by things that are shiny, but not necessarily very important, then I would encourage you to look into the She Works His Way Business Tracker because it reverse engineers an entire quarter and then gives you a quarterly brain dump, a monthly brain dump, and then a weekly and daily place to put that plan into action, but to also just keep you grounded and to Mm -hmm. keep you doing the work and not to just get distracted where it's fun or distracted where it's shiny or any of those things. So it was what I found that I needed most in my business. And so put it together in a much prettier form for all of you. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. It's in my cart. So now (laughs) you just sold me on it, even without trying, just by providing the value. So brilliant example of how to do, do business well, right? I can't wait to try it. And Michelle, I'm just so thankful for your time today. Your story, especially you being vulnerable and sharing a lot about the difficult things in your childhood and how the Lord has worked his power from your weakness. And that's where his will is made perfect. And so I'm so thankful for you sharing that story with us and the tips and wisdom that you've shared. And I can't wait to connect with you further and to be a part of the community. So I love, I love what you're doing. So thank you for what you're bringing and these stories that you're bringing. It's powerful. Awesome. Well, thank you again and have a great day. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.